The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, Monday Night Raw, review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max's Raw Review for November 6, 2017. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go get all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. And don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over there at Wrestling to the Max, wherever you get your podcasts from iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, maybe even over there on YouTube. Just hit that subscribe button and, you know, do us a favor when you rate and review. Just give us a few comments. We appreciate all of you that have already done that. Hey, and don't forget to go give some love over to 411mania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com. Both are great supporters of ours, and we appreciate them full and wholeheartedly. I am Gary Vaughn, and along with me is your host, Paul Leeser. hey Paul, we've got an interesting show to talk about tonight, and uh, I'm glad. I think some of these Raws, I'm like, oh, here we are again. But this one's got some things I think is worthy of some discussion here. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. It's not, you know, one of those shows that I think would be like, eh. So I'm kind of curious what you think, too. So let's get into this thing. Yeah, we're, we're of course, in Manchester. So this was taped earlier today because of the time difference. And we open with Miz TV. Uh, he's got Kurt Angle with him. Uh, Axel is out there in a neck brace because he got murdered last week, which is just great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Miz is basically running Angle down for being continuing to be sort of a, a weak GM because uh, he calls uh, Angle calls SmackDown the B Show. Miz shows him footage from the Siege. Uh, we he shows footage of the Daniel Bryan getting attacked by Kane. Uh, to which Angle says, you know, he didn't order the hit or anything, which Miz accuses of, uh, accuses him of, and says that SmackDown might even retaliate tonight because of it, and uh, Angle doesn't think so. Uh, so, more talking, and basically it leads to, to Miz sort of attacking him for putting Braun on the Survivor Series team, and Angle reveals, well, you know, the only way I could get him on the team was to promise him a match against you, so that's happening tonight. And, of course, Miz and all of them start freaking out. <laughs> I would too. I mean, that's that's a big task, and you don't expect it. And uh, I, I kind of thought that was a neat little addition, right? That mm-hmm. Brom's not just going to be okay. I'm joining the team. No, he he wanted something to return. So you kind of like that aspect of this. I, I love the Miz. I love everything he does. This may not have been the strongest thing he's done lately, but I still think it was pretty solid. I thought the Miz was good here. I. That Kurt, it's kind of took a step back from last week, right? We talked about how great he was, and multiple times throughout the evening, uh, he just sort of seemed more rambly than usual, especially after last week where he was very concise and, and seemed to have a point. Tonight he's just sort of back to old Kurt, and I was not a great fan of that. Yeah, and I get where you're coming from on that. I'll still say this. I think he still seems more comfortable in his shoes. Yeah. He he, he may be a little wordy and maybe doing a little too much, but I still think watching tonight, 
I think he's more comfortable in this role. I think he kind of feels like, hey, I'm back home. I can finally be me. I don't have to worry about all the other things. But you're, you do have some points here, and I think I'll probably bring up something else. I, I kind of find disappointing about Kurt Angle, I think, later on in the show. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It was at times a little bit, huh, Kurt, just, just say one or two things and be done with it. Right, right. Uh, so continuing along this Survivor Series team motif, uh, we'll we'll go into this next segment here as Elias is out without his guitar uh, because it's up on a pole. Uh, so he'll be facing Jason Jordan in that match coming up here. But first, he uh, if you haven't been paying attention to social media, there's a video floating around of him and uh, the Good Brothers, uh, which of course is Anderson and Gallo, singing Wonderwall and dancing around in Glasgow uh, at a house show, which is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's gone viral at this point. And uh, he teases singing that here, but instead decides for an acapella number, running down Manchester, which was just wonderful. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wish you'd have done it. I really, really do. I, I wanted to hear it. I think I know that song by heart pretty closely, and I have to hear the music to go with it. But hey, I would have loved to hear it because I could have sang along. Yeah, it was. I mean, the entire building in Glasgow absolutely sang along with him too, which was great. It's it's a great little thirty second video if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, of course, Jordan interrupts Elias again. They have their match. It goes about eight minutes. It's absolutely boring. I couldn't care less. Jordan finally hits Elias with the guitar to end our misery. And uh, later on in the evening, Jason Jordan is uh, in his dad's office and gets added to the Survivor Series team because Kurt believes he needs somebody he can trust. Uh, As the night goes on, I I continue to have some very bad feelings about this Raw team. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's going to be a theme for the most part for that uh, situation because mm-hmm. I really feel like you know Raw is so discombobulated compared to what we see on SmackDown, and I I, I want to agree with you wholeheartedly on the boring part uh, of Elias versus Jason Jordan because I just uh, you know how a lot of times you feel like hey this match is just thrown in here just to kind of fill some time and then we're going to move on. That's exactly the way this felt. I don't care if they had a guitar on a pole to be the gimmick and it was supposed to be. A, it still wasn't that special. It just wasn't. It was okay. You know, I think I was more interested in listening to commentary than watching the match, to be honest with you. And wow. that's, yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was more interested in Booker T, which I'll be honest with you, usually Booker T is kind of the last thing in my mind. So that's kind of where it shows you what was her thoughts, what was it going on in the thought process. This is how we're going to kind of get the matches going at the beginning of the show. I didn't appreciate it really all that much. I think this could have done a little, I don't know, better, but I think it would have fit better if it was going to be one of those just kind of fill-in matches Mm -hmm. later in the show. I don't think this needed to be the first match we saw. Yeah, uh, on the one hand, I am kind of glad they got it out of the way because there's some great wrestling still to come, which we'll we'll talk about one of them here next. But this, uh, you know, it's not like the opening segment was on fire or anything. It it was solid, and then I I don't know if this really got anybody into the show all that much, Mm -hmm. so... I mean, you might have a point, but at least it's out of the way early, which uh, I was grateful for. 
No, yeah, I, that, that's a good way of looking at it. Looking at the <laughs> sunshine part of, of something that's very dim. I, I think uh, it's interesting, too, to just kind of note really quickly here about Elias because, you know, he's a guy I think they want to have a good run down the line. Kind of like mm-hmm. Jason Jordan, maybe. But it's kind of interesting right now that they've got him and Jason Jordan constantly in this feud. And the fact that really Elias has been kind of the odd man out. He's been kind of the guy taking more of the losses than getting the victory. So yeah. kind of curious about that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and from the – you know, I mean, I don't think it's very surprising that Jason Jordan ended up on the Survivor Series team. I had a feeling this was going to happen once Kurt was made team captain and all that. So – uh, are, are you surprised on it? Do you have any thoughts on Jordan being on the team? I honestly, I'm not super surprised. Now, I, I think that there are other superstars I could have definitely penciled in and said, "Yeah, they're going to do this because of you know they want the, this All Star team." But no, I'm not because I kind of feel like we're starting to pull on that thread on the sweater. <laughs> and before you know it, this whole Kurt Angle thing and Jason Jordan is going to unravel with somebody else, or maybe even Stephanie. I don't know, but something's going to unravel here because of. You know, the little favoritism we've got started here. Yeah, uh, I definitely see something with Stephanie like that coming as far as this relationship goes. Or, uh, you know, maybe Jordan gets a little ballsy, something like that, decides to start veering away. But we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see there. Yeah. Um, I hope they the- sing the Weezer song, by the way. <laughs> if, that, if that sweater starts to kind of unravel, I hope they start singing Weezer instead of uh, Oasis. I love that song so much. I know. <laughs> Uh, we get some, uh, interviews here with Titus and Apollo. They, they want a rematch against Joe since he, they basically got murdered by him last week and they're looking for revenge. So as they come out for the match, Joe just absolutely destroys him at the top of the ramp. Doesn't care. Chokes out Titus. Uh, Apollo gets basically run over once again. And Joe calls out anybody from the back in the locker room to come and prove him wrong. Because if you're in his way, he's going to put you down. Here comes Finn Balor, who has just been the open challenge accepting machine. And this match is wonderful. 15 minutes. Uh, they battle back and forth. Uh, both guys look, I think, incredible incredible by the end. And, and they take the fight to the outside where they get both counted out uh, as you have the big brawl. And you have security come out and try to pull them apart. Angle comes out says, you know what? You both uh, really impressed me. Uh, and despite, you know, the, the seeming bitterness between them adds them both to the survivor series team balor makes a huge ass dive onto everybody to sort of send the segment into commercial break and i this was great i i love the match i love the segment i like both these guys on the team however looking up and because raw's team is now as complete as far as the men team goes so you have angle you have jordan finn joe and braun and while it looks very strong there's it doesn't. It feels like they're their own worst enemy going into this. Where SmackDown sorta has that going for it, but it still feels like it's big stars, you know. Well, here's the dynamic, and maybe this is why they did it this way. But you look at it. I mean, from the perspective of you've got two guys like basically wanting to murder each other, going to yeah. be on the same team. That's always spells uh, some disaster down the line mm-hmm. somewhere in a match or something's going to happen. Uh, that's a ticking time bomb. And, and then you have a guy like Jason Jordan who has a storyline that could 
be screwed with somehow because of his interaction with Kurt Angle. And like you mentioned earlier, maybe he's the downfall of Angle. Uh, things like that. So really, I mean, uh, the only other guy on this team that may not have to really have a reason to turn on his brothers, and that is Braun Strowman. Yeah. And yet he's not the most loyal guy himself. Mm-hmm. So all those components, you're completely right. I think when you look at the SmackDown side, you, they're all superstars, but yet they don't really hate each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're kind of just there to do the job, whereas this team is kind of looking like, mm, I can just see the ticking time bomb going away. Yeah. Cause of course, on SmackDown, you have Bobby Roode, you have Shane McMahon, Shinsuke, and Randy, who have been working together against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So there's already a story going there. Uh the only problem is whenever, and this is kind of getting us down the road and talking about predictions already, but you look at Raw, and Braun could legitimately probably still be the last, you know, sole survivor on this team. Because I, while it would certainly suck to have Shin and, and Bobby sort of get derailed a little here, I don't know if anybody loses anything getting murdered by Braun at this point. That's just quid pro quo, you know, as it were. Yeah, and you know that point is exactly the reason why when Braun was not on Monday Night Raw, uh, <laughs> is the under siege is that that's the point it actually happened because Braun wasn't there, right. and I think I noted that that night is <laughs> you know if he would have been there that whole SmackDown roster probably would have been you know dealing with something majorly terrible because <laughs> half the roster would have been out cold. Yeah, <laughs> so I think here we go, and you know even though things may go bad for Raw, like you're saying here, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You got Braun Strowman; he can pretty much take on all five of the guys that are involved in this match. Well, we don't even know the fifth member of the SmackDown team, but I'm sure he can take on because I don't. There's nobody on SmackDown as big as uh, Braun Strowman. So. Right. Right. Um, and, and really quickly here, I, I do want to agree with you. I love the Samojo and Finn Balor match I, and, and this whole battle. This was great. Very, very solid. We've been complaining about them treating Finn Balor kind of awful lately. Like he's he's been the guy either getting jobbed out or he's just not really who he needs to be. I think this gets him on track a little bit. And if they continue to do stuff with that, like this i think that gets finn balor back in a place he needs to be because before this i was very concerned i hope this is a step in the right direction with him and uh titus worldwide i'm sorry it looks like you guys are in the dumpster (laughs) yeah uh i mean basically guys playing fodder to joe right now to get him back on track although uh i i guess we could make the same argument now that joe is maybe being built up into something that finn can be seeing as the rumors are still circulating that's supposed to be finn and brock at the rumble for the universal title whether that's true or not who knows at this point but uh it it does feel like fowler fowler wow finn was just you know playing fodder to kane and now it looks like joe might be sort of being built up to feed him so i you know it, it's it's a it's a shaky ship over here on Raw, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you. I, I kind of feel <laughs> the same way. So we'll have to kind of continue this and, until we get closer to Survivor Series. But yeah. as it sits, it, it's a rocky, rocky boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, speaking of Braun, uh, you have the Mizdaraj backstage with Miz, and Bo believes in Miz. He thinks that Braun is just a man. They have the numbers game; they can totally take him out. Where you know history has clearly proven that's not true. And Axel brings that up and says, Braun is a monster. Maybe we should try and turn tail and leave right now. 
and uh, they don't, of course, they end up showing up for the match. Miz is out there with Braun, and this is basically an elongated angle. You have Kane come out uh, after Braun is basically done tossing everybody around, and they get in a big fight, which causes the disqualification, or or excuse me, not the disqualification, uh, because Kane basically never gets a chance to do anything. Uh, Braun fights off the choke slam, hits the power slam on him. Uh, Braun... Uh, sends them to the floor after that. Here comes Miz and Bo to attack, but Braun just floors them. Power slam on Miz. One, two, three. All she wrote, the crowd cannot get enough of Braun Strowman, Gary. It's incredible. Oh, no. I mean, that's great for, the, you know, WWE especially because, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, could be put in the realm of a big show where he's good, he's big and strong, but, you know, people aren't really all the way behind him. And I think Braun Strowman has everyone behind him. Yeah. I think people want to see him succeed. I, I know we want to see him succeed. Mm-hmm. I'm all the way behind this guy. Super talented, uh, very athletic for the you know, the size that he is. And it just has so much potential. So, yes, this is what's great about it. Of course, that U.K. crowd is amazing. So mm-hmm. you you got to love the energy in that room when he's doing all this stuff to Miz and the Miz-Taraj. Um, So all this makes sense. I have no problem with this. The storyline completely fits. Just everything flows. And I honestly am glad to see Kane come out here and get thrown around, too. Because I'm sorry, but old man Kane has been given a key he shouldn't have been given. And that's, you know, the key to WB to basically do what he wants to whoever. Uh, at least now that's been taken away by Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah. Who who rightly deserves that key. I mean, this guy's been booked to the moon already, I think, and it, it's it's absolutely worked. So yeah. that's off there. Um, uh, the, the other major thread throughout Raw this, this evening is the continued tension between the bar and... And uh, the remaining members of the Shield, which is Dean and Seth, who, of course, are Raw Tag Team Champions. The Bar won a tag team title match, Gary. Uh, they go up to, to Kurt and ask for it, and they, of course, get it. Uh, and, and the Shield are cool with it. They're, they're ready to go to war with them one more time. Uh, they get a couple of promos throughout the evening to continue hyping up the match. And uh, this this leads to they're the main event of the evening. Almost 20 minutes uh, some great action as these two teams are just basically can't miss at this point. However, the New Day are here, Gary. Uh, they're in the crowd. Everybody's confused as the New Day have mics, and they start running down Raw, calling them the pre-show. Uh, this brings Kurt Angle out sa- with the troops, uh, sends them into the crowd to sort of run him off, and in the distraction, Sheamus hits, uh, I believe it's Seth with the bro kick, to win the titles once again for the bar. So now it's going to be them against the Usos, which still is, is going to be a great match. And with the announcement that Roman is going to be on Raw next week, it feels like it's going to be the Shield versus the New Day at Survivor Series, Gary, which I also can't really say that's a bad match either. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hey, you know what? I, at first, I was thinking to myself, uh, oh, this is not going to be as good as I wanted it to be uh, because I really kind of wanted to see the Shield versus the Usos. But now that they bring in this dynamic, and I really never, I don't know why, I've thought about putting New Day against the Shield. I think this is a perfect storm. I think this works out the right way. Uh, the bar is going to be really, you know, one of those tag teams. I think that's going to match up very well with the Yosos, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, the other tag match will be great too. I mean, so I mean, I think you're adding some solid depth to the Survivor Series card, and all this is good. I really feel that way. You know, it's also nice to see the New Day. 
And I think the UK really appreciates that and hear this Monday Night Raw to get to hear those guys and see him. So it was a really cool feeling. And I love, you know, we thought that there was going to be an under siege too, right? Mm-hmm. We really felt it was coming and it didn't happen like we thought it would be. So it's kind of like the real under siege, what the film was Steven Seagal. The first one was really good, you know, really impactful. The second one was, eh, okay. And that's kind of, you, you kind of got your hopes up and you got kind of let down here. But, hey, I, I still get you to go into where you need to go, and that's getting you ready for Survivor Series. So no problems in that frame. And, and, and the tag match itself, Paul, I mean, I think you're right on. Had lots of great action in it. I think that they were really building to something really good here at the mm-hmm. end. I was kind of getting excited about the end of this match until New Day's music came on. So I, I can't fault them for that either. I, I think they gave us a good main event. I, I think it was pretty darn solid. Yeah, I, I thought this was smart stuff. I think the Shield vs. New Day is a great match to make, uh, especially since we haven't really got to do a whole ton with the Shield stuff since Roman got the mumps, but I'm looking forward to that match. I think the bar and the Usos is still going to be phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Uh, so I think this is a really good piece of business here, if you ask me. Great hype going the Survivor Series as far as all of uh, that goes, if indeed it's going to be the Shield and the New Day. Obviously, that's not official yet. Uh, and, and, of course, shout-out to the Bar 2 for wearing Liverpool kilts out to, to really piss off the Manchester crowd because there's no quicker way to get heat uh, than wearing some Liverpool, Liverpool colors in the the heart of Manchester. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof. I mean, that's that, that's almost asking for your death warrant right yeah, there. absolutely. Oof. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's something else I wanted to kind of throw out here, um, and that's the fact that, uh, you know, you talked about these promos also that were, you know, leading up to the nine this, and I still think it's interesting, you know, with Cesaro's mouth situation, I'm sure his teeth, are, they're trying to, you know, keep those safe, and I'm sure there's a lot of things medically going on there, so he's wearing the mouth guard. Yeah. I still want think it's interesting because he still speaks a lot. It makes me wonder if this is kind of an inside joke with Vince. Like he's like, let's make Cesaro talk and talk the most. Like Seamus, you'll talk a little, but the guy with the mouthpiece, let's make him talk a yeah, lot. He's got to do you the know? talking. <laughs> yeah, make him spit on a, whoever's interviewing them. Like make him do it, please. So he can go oh, 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 laugh at that. So I thought that might be something. Uh, and I thought also it was kind of cutesy fun uh, when you had Rollins and Ambrose kind of talking about the bar and all that, doing their shtick, and they do the shield, you know, fist thing and uh, i think it's great that renee kind of did it when they walked off <laughs> I, th- I thought it was really kind of cool i, I kind of wish that they would let her do it and just and just just to do it just to be nice you know yeah. i mean everybody else thought these shows has gotten to be a member of the shield why not renee uh, <laughs> God, i know i'm scheduled next thursday so i'm ready man uh, what a I show wish. that's bound to be I wish, but uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility as many people are doing it, like you're saying. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Gary Vaughn. What a a trio. (laughs) That's selling tickets. Yeah, exactly. Hey, at least that all black will make my dad bod look a lot better. (laughs) So I just got to give him credit for that, right? I mean... Uh, but no, no joke. I mean, the, the, the funny thing is, is with that, I think there's an age limit. So I may not be old enough. Like I'm only 34. That's uh, true. I think, I think you got to be like 50 plus to be a part of that, <laughs> you know, third member of the shield. If you're not Roman Reigns. So. so. 
Absolutely. Uh, I can't have anybody showing up Roman. Uh, Maybe that's why they're not going to book you, Gary. You can't can't show (laughs) Roman up. Exactly. So, (laughs) yeah, works out that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, the flip side of Raw here, you have the the rest of the time going to the ladies. Uh, We get Asuka squashing uh, Stacey Coates, who is uh, Isla Dawn on the independent circuit, according to some reports I've read. This is less than two minutes. It's not even a minute and a half. Asuka's in there. Kicks. Uh, Coates just gets murdered with more kicks. Asuka lock, all she wrote. Alicia comes out afterwards and says, you know what, That uh, she's on my team. Dibs. Uh, so <laughs> Basically, it's looking like Team Raw's going to win the women's match. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> there you it's. It's kind of like Braun Strowman in the men's on Raw. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like you, they've already got the advantage, and I feel the same way. Oscar, come on. Uh, I, I just I can't see anybody except maybe maybe them throwing Charlotte her way to, to hope and wish, but I still don't think see that happening. So, yes, great great addition. And I'm, it's the most intelligent thing that Alicia Fox has ever done, said, bottom line. Yeah, I mean, she she comes back later on in the evening with Bailey and Sasha – uh, they're getting interviewed backstage. Bailey and Sasha are, and they they say that Alicia should pick them for for the Survivor Series team because Bailey led them to victory last year. And Banks says just not her not being on the team would make no sense. Uh, so they they also finish up with Bailey saying that she, they her and Sasha of course shine the brightest on the biggest stages. Uh, which is unfortunately not true. <laughs> uh, at least since their main roster call up. Uh, Naya and Alicia then take them on in a 10 minute match or so. That's basically what we should call the usual at this, this point, you get a lot of the same stuff from all of them. Uh, Bailey, uh, ends up, uh, getting taken out by Naya, uh, who, uh, they battle on the floor, leaving Sasha and Alicia in there and Banks puts, uh, Fox away with the bank statement this leads to a segment post-match with Alicia saying she needs Sasha on the team now. However, Bailey is left out of the conversation entirely. Oh, well, that pretty much seems like the the, the backstage role uh, mm-hmm. too. Uh, they kind of do the same thing to, to Bailey. You know, let's just leave her out. Let's she can you know let's let's let her have her little cool you know wacky waveable inflatable tube men. Let's mm-hmm. let her have that. And then outside of that, yeah, we'll see. Um, and and I kind of feel like you know. This is just possibly, you know, going to be a storyline later down the line too, mm-hmm. with Bailey guy kind of pushed to the side and, and things like that because, well, it, it's kind of interesting a fan favorite as as in the UK especially, you know, they love to chant for Bailey. They, mm-hmm. they it's you know great to see. It made me feel good to see that the crowd was behind her, and hopefully the U.S. crowd will kind of feed into that too. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I, I think here we are. And you've got your team. You've got Alicia Fox adding, I think, valuable pieces to the team. I think yeah. some people that really could help that team for sure. So I'm not against it. I'm not saying anything bad about Sasha Banks or anything. I just don't know. I have a lot of questions based on some of the thought process with storylines going forward. Maybe not about Survivor Series, but about going forward from there. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting. It really, really is. And, um, I think they did a good job with the match. I really think it wasn't anything terrible. I think they did a pretty solid job. I mean, really, um, there's only so much you can take out of it, though. If I can be 
polite. There's only so much you can take. And, and I don't want to crap on it because there's nothing to crap on really, but it, there's just nothing else to grab onto either. Right. Right. It's 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 like I said, it's all stuff we've seen before from from all four of these ladies because they've wrestled each other quite a bit, especially uh Naya and Sasha. Um we've seen that tons on the main roster. So whenever they're kind of in there, it's just, you know, well, we've seen this before. It, and there's nothing wrong with the match like Gary was saying too. It's just it's stuff we've seen. It's not not really anything to jump into, you know. Yeah, exactly. I do, however, want to talk about something you just said because I do feel like this is We've kind of seen some slow burn stuff throughout this year, uh, if I can say so, for Sasha and Bailey, basically either being on the outs or or one being placed over the other or something like that. And I know I kept saying that I wanted to see it at SummerSlam, and I really did, uh, but that just wasn't really in the cards for the way they booked out Bailey's title run before uh, before she ran into the buzzsaw of Alexa Bliss. So. It feels like we're back on that train again, at least with those two. Uh, Bailey now can can sort of be the underdog to to Sasha, who is getting all these opportunities and title matches, and Bailey's just sort of left out. And I think that's a fine story to tell, um, you know, especially with 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 um, the only other woman now being left on the roster now by process of elimination to be put on that Raw team. If we're leaving Bailey out, as Mickey James, so. Um, I, I would expect that to come around soon, but I really like—I kind of like where this is going. If this is indeed the direction they are going, yeah, it, you know what? If that that works out fine, but even if they do add Bailey, I mean, still, I, I think you have some controversy there too, mm-hmm. because you know there may be circumstances how Bailey gets on the team, and Sasha may have secretly doesn't feel like she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, one hits the other in the match and causes everyone to lose their match right something could happen crazy or freaky or just underlying tones keep continuing on down the line but i think we are in story for that feud and i'm really ready for it i really really am and not because i dislike one or the other but i think you know for a long time we've been running in circles with those two and i think it's about time for us to ramp up a great storyline between them two to kind of build them up together Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the other thing is, is I'm getting kind of tired of the cheesy promos they do together. Like this whole best friends gimmick. That leave it to the guys over there at Ring of Honor. <laughs> let, let, let the best friends stay over there. Uh, they those guys are great. Love you, Chucky e. T. Um, but besides that, I mean, I, I'm just kind of ready to move on with those girls. I, and I think we will. I don't know how long this is going to get teased out, but. I, I definitely like the idea of where this is going because you can you can sort of pick certain parts throughout the year uh, when they do finally decide to to make this feud official uh, and maybe you'll get a lot more interest because you can see the seeds that they've sort of been planting I think throughout the year which is which is nice they they don't always do this even if they are kind of lucking into a situation yeah let's just hope they don't forget. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I forgot what company we were talking about. You bring up best friends, and I'm thinking we're talking ROH, Gary. You got a little too excited too fast. <laughs> they, they don't. Uh, they don't exactly book the same way here. So right. they'll put things in place, and then that's that was meaningless two months later. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we talk about my favorite part of the show, Gary, uh, we get Brock Lesnar and Jinder Mahal video package highlights since they'll be facing off at Survivor Series, and we learned that Brock Lesnar is going to be on Raw next week to jump around. Um, are you at all excited for this match? Because I'm 
struggling big time. And of course, I should mention that this Tuesday on SmackDown, Jinder and AJ Styles are going to go one-on-one for the championship. And there's rumors floating around that Jinder got popped for steroids, finally. Wow. So maybe it's going to be Brock and AJ? Question mark? That would be a... Well, I don't know if I can multiply that many times. I was going to say a hundred. <laughs> I, I was going to say a hundred times better, but I thought, well, it deserves more than a hundred times better than what we would get with Mahal. <laughs> uh, so I won't do all the mathematician stuff. But I, I will say, my God, please let that happen. And I, here's the thing: uh, Jinder Mahal is fine. I have no problems with Jinder. I think he's a talented guy. I think he has a place on the roster. I really, really do. He's doing something great. I'm glad that the Indian people have a guy to look up to, a guy that supports you know what they're about, and I think that's really cool. Um, but just not again against a guy like Brock Lesnar. Just doesn't work. I mean, come on. Let's yeah. let's be honest. I mean, uh, so none of. Without you know furthering this on, I just I really do hope this takes place. It, despite the fact that I think it does suck. If he did get popped, that means he's getting suspended. And yeah. oof, I just I feel bad for him and his career and things like that because that's going to take a big hit on him. It really, really will. So, yeah, I mean, especially since the this title reign definitely has not been the most popular uh, in this championship's history. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean. We, uh, we uh, do the Raw review. We know uh, mm-hmm. Harry and Liz do a great job over there at the SmackDown Live review. You know, you guys are now listening to that. You need to go check them out. They, they mm-hmm. do a great job doing SmackDown Live. Uh, but I like to quote Harry sometimes. And the one quote I'll get from Harry for this whole Brock Lesnar and Mahal thing, it's best said, yawn. Yeah. So there you go. That that does about cover it. So uh, we'll just have to, you know, stay tuned to SmackDown and be sure to, as you know, Gary just said, listen to Harry and Liz over there on the SmackDown review. They do uh, a great job. So, uh, My favorite part of the evening is coming up, Gary, and it's not Enzo, uh, who comes out and does his usual stick and, and talks, uh, you know, rambles on about how big and popular he is and how TMZ and the press are all over him and all this other stuff. And Kalisto ends up coming out uh, and takes a seat on the floor, uh, and then Kurt Angle arrives and says, you know what, Enzo, tonight you're taking on the UK champion, the bruiserweight Pete Dunne, and it's it's the crowd absolutely explodes. Pete Dunne comes out feeling like a star here uh, in his home country, which is just great. And Enzo opens the ma- match by dancing around, and Pete Dunne just hits him in the face as hard as he can. <laughs> and it's so great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dunn, however, doesn't necessarily get the clean win here as Enzo tries to roll, uh, Pete up with, in the ropes, uh, in a small package. Kalisto alerts the referee about it. Uh, the ref breaks it up. Enzo's all pissed. Pete, Pete Dunn hits the bitter end, gets the win. Uh, th- this was wonderful. If you need reasons for Pete Dunn to be on the main roster, uh, the match may not be the reason, but he came out feeling like a star. And I... I can't say enough good things about that. Uh, let me let me start off by talking about the, just the start of this. Uh, Enzo Amore cut the most boring promo <laughs> in the world, and this is a guy that's supposed to keep your attention, to make you chuckle, to make you you know care about someone speaking on the mic, and 
they, you could tell the commentary. They were right. We were all. I, I always thought they were going to throw it to commercial. Yeah, I really did. I thought they were throwing it to commercial because it was so terrible. And we sat there. It felt like a year. Um, and you know, it's it's uh, kind of a equate the way I felt in this. To you ever seen the movie Pulp Fiction? You know, Uma Thurman's laying on the ground and she overdoses and they have to stick her in the chest with a needle of adrenaline to get her heart back. That's how I felt. <laughs> I it was totally out of it. I felt like I was just going to fall over dead, pass out because I was so bored by Enzo. And then I heard Pete Dunn's music and my heart started and I was excited. <laughs> And I was ready to go. I, I'm a huge Pete Dunn fan. I think so much of it. I, 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 and maybe the fact that I don't get a chance to see him all the time kind of makes the heart grow fonder, you know, distance kind of thing. Um, but I, I was just so happy to see this guy. And I couldn't wait to see him beat the living snot out of Enzo. And he did a good job doing that, right? Yeah. So. I mean, they gave Enzo a little bit here. And I like the way they did it, you know, to kind of play off that, you know, he done got hit in the throat. He yeah. couldn't breathe. And that's the best way to, to kind of get someone down. So smart on them. I liked all that stuff. But Pete Dunn gets the victory here. That's the way it should be. I, I was very, very happy. And, and maybe the best news, Gary, is that the, the UK lads are going to be on 205 Live tomorrow. So that's that should be great as well. Um, but, yeah, Pete Dunn on Raw hats off that that is just a smart move and, and it, it makes pete look impressive it makes the uk champion look like he matters too which is important even if it's just enzo um the star like reaction he got i think really sold the story uh, i'm right there with you uh so that is everything for this episode of raw uh so we just gotta rate this bad boy gary what were you giving it you know, WB really does try to go out sometimes when you're talking about the UK crowd, right? They try to put on some surprises and put on a pretty good show. And I think that they they did their due diligence with what they're working with. But I still feel like that there wasn't all that excitement all throughout the night. I think the beginning was very blase. Yep. I don't think it was anything to really ride home about. And then they kind of built up with some good matches. They gave you some good segments here and there. I still don't feel like this is up to par, though. I think the excitement of having Pete Dunn on the show may give it a little bit more. I'm going to go six and a half. Mm-hmm. I think six and a half, and that half point is for Pete Dunn. Yep. I'm right there with you. Six and a half. You have two good matches. I think the strength of this episode um, is really how I think they did a great job in building Survivor Series on this show. Obviously, you have the rest of the Raw team announced. Um and I think pieces of that are super exciting. The Joe and, and Finn match was great and really added some excitement to that. Uh, Jordan, I thought, was going to end up on this team somehow, some way, and we get that here as well. And Braun killing people is just enjoyable, people. Uh, it, it's just great stuff. I, I can't get enough of it. And The Miz and his crew are just terrific punching bags, too, because you obviously want to see him get punched in the face. So everything else on this show, I could sort of, I could sort of leave you know, um, especially that, that first hour, as you just said, Gary, it's just it's, it's some rough going. But I think the second and third hours more than make up for it. So six and a half feels right. I think you're spot on. I'm going to go with that as well. Oh, fair enough. There you go, guys. Well, we agree tonight. Oh, that's kind of different. So must be a full moon. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. While there, we haven't really been agreeing on numbers. <laughs> that's okay. That's the hey. That makes it better. If we agreed every week, people would be like, these guys are boring. They always agree on everything. So 
but yeah, no, guys, uh, definitely go check out SmackDown Live and 205 Live tomorrow. Like yeah. Paul said, you know, you're going to have the UK guys on the Cruiserweight show. You don't want to miss that 205 Live. And of course, that's SmackDown Live. Both are shows that we review, and Liz and Harry Broadhurst both are really amazing. Uh, I mean, I just I really love listening to their review show. So you need to go do the same if you're not already. And if you are already, go rate that show too. Show them some love because, you know, like I said, Harry Broadhurst is a, just a great part of the edition. And, and Liz Poglosi has really added something special to that show. So make sure you give them some love over there. Uh, and and I'll quote, don't forget also we do NXT. Also review that show. Go check out that show as well. And we will be doing part one of episode 272 of wrestling to the max later on and we'll be doing another show later on too this week uh come join us for that this part one is gonna be really fun we're gonna be talking bound for glory that's right that happened this past week and we'll be reviewing that show kind of giving you our thoughts ins and outs about what's going on some of the big faces big names that were there and we'll also be talking about some great stuff when it comes to ring of honor we'll be reviewing that tv taping from this week along with talking some wrestling news so you're not going to want to miss out i think we also have some new japan stuff as well to get into yep be uh reviewing that power struggle show that took place over the weekend yeah so we got a packed show for you guys now it's gonna be a lot of fun I, I cannot wait to get into it so check out that show as well and uh make sure you go do all the normal stuff like i said go find us at w2net.com uh make sure you go check out there for all your great wrestling needs and a lot more and also don't forget to go subscribe rate and review over at wrestling to the max wherever you get your podcast from big shout out over the 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com both great supporters appreciate everything that they do for us and we are done so for tonight i am gary vaughn he is paul leaser and we'll catch you guys down the road have a good one guys the following podcast is a w2m network original production Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.